Welcome to a powerful encounter with the Word of God, brought to you by Eastwood Annabelle. talking about spiritual settlement. Spiritual settlement is the highest form of blessing that we, we have received. You know this hymn that says my, is it my faith has found a resting place? Is it my faith? My faith has found a resting place not in diva no creed I one his wounds for me shall bleed I need no other argument I need no other That Jesus died and that he died for me. And in the morning we came and we looked at some scriptures about spiritual settlement. We considered the fact that material or physical settlement is a good thing, but there is no point in being physically settled when spiritually you are not. And we found out that somebody can have everything physically and spiritually. The person will still not be settled. So we said that we have to seek the kingdom of God first. Instead of being worldly and getting worldly things, um, discovering worldly blessings and never attaining the blessings of God. This evening, we want to be looking at prayer num- mandate number two quickly, and that is that believers will be grounded in the faith and settled. Believers will be grounded in the faith and settled. The Apostle Paul told the Colossians to continue in the faith. He told the Colossians to continue in the faith by being grounded and settled. Now, this admonition is also needed today. The fact that you have to be grounded in the faith and settled. Um, one of the greatest weaknesses of Christians is the ability to be grounded in the faith. And when we talk about the faith, we are talking about what Christianity is all about. What is Christianity all about? Um, why, why did Jesus die? come? Why did Jesus die? He rose from the dead. Where is he at the moment? Um, how does that benefit us? What is our eternal security and salvation in Christ? These are all the things that we look at when we talk about our faith. And many believers don't know what is entailed in their faith. So we are praying that we will be grounded in the, in the faith. We'll be grounded in the faith and settled. We'll be grounded in the faith and settled. Many Christians are not. They, there's a lot of confusion about their lives. They, they don't know what they're about. You see us confused, and, and it comes to things like outdooring, it comes to things like funerals, it comes to things like marriages and weddings, and Christians still don't know what they're about. They, they are so confused, they mix up all the 
all the culture and everything. You go into the Muslim community and they know exactly what they are doing. In fact, Muslims, as soon as somebody is dead, Muslims know what to do. If only the person says, I'm a Muslim, Muslims know what to do. When it comes to Christians, it will shock you. There are some people, even church elders and pastors, that is the time you see commotion. Traditions will just take over the whole place. So, you and I ought to be grounded in the faith, know exactly what we are about. And Paul, writing to the Colossians, told them in Colossians 1, from the verse number 21 to 23, Paul said that, and you that were sometime alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now has he reconciled. And how did he reconcile? He reconciled us in the body of his flesh through death to present you holy and unblameable and unreprovable in his sight. Then he said, if you continue in the faith, grounded and settled, and be not moved away from the hope of the gospel which you have heard and which was preached to every creature which is under the heaven, whereof I, Paul, am made a minister. So he's saying that you should be grounded in the faith and settled. Be grounded in the faith and settled. Be grounded in the faith and settled. We have to believe God for believers and we ourselves to be grounded in the faith and settled. Otherwise, there are so many doctrines, so many teachings that will confuse you until, until you get to the place where you don't even know what you believe again. So in spiritual settlement, we are looking at the fact that in 2022, believers in Christ should be grounded in the faith and settled. And one reason why many Christians find it difficult to settle is something called the curse of this world. Everybody say the curse of the world. Come on, say it again, the curse of the world. Say the curse of the world. First Peter chapter 5. First Peter 5. Verse number 7. First Peter 5, 7. Casting all your care on him, for he cared for you. One reason for the up and down of Christians, that oscillating motion, today they are here, tomorrow they are there. They don't even know what they stand for. One of them is the curse of the world. Casting all your care upon him. Anybody who does not know what to do with cares will not know what to do with God. Because the least pressure will change you completely. If you don't know what to do with the cares of the world, with the needs that come to you daily, with the attacks you receive, if you don't know what to do with them, you will not know what to do with God. You will run away from God. You will go to the devil. You, you will compromise. You will give up your faith because you don't know what to do. And you have all these cares that are coming upon you. There is a, a gentleman who one day met us and said that he, he's supposed to go and pay his school fees. And he hasn't got the money for the school fees. So he said he is going to donate his kidney in order to get money to pay school fees. Now, that 
means he's going to sell his kidney. So God gave you body part to sell. So this guy is a body supermarket. I mean, he's, he, he has suddenly turned himself into a spare parts container. And your numbers are in the, in the body not in the container. Anytime he wants, he will just pull out some part and sell it and get money. Now, this is a man who doesn't understand that his body is the temple of God. He has no beliefs, belief system. So, casting all your care upon him, for he cared for you. Verse number 8 is interesting. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil. As a roaring lion walketh about seeking, seeking whom he may devour. Verse number 9, whom resist steadfast in the faith. Now, many people normally, when they quote this verse, they leave out the verse 7. When they quote, resist the devil, resist the devil, resist the devil. We leave out the verse 7. The verse 7 is the bait that the enemy uses to get you. If you want to catch fish, you take a bait, you attach the bait to a fishing hook, and then you drop the fishing hook in the water, and the fish is hungry, so the fish comes for the bait, and then the hook goes into the mouth of the, of the, of the fish, and you catch the fish. So, what the devil does is that he allows the cares of this world to overwhelm you, and you are like, I, I have a need. I think I have to marry. I think I need a child. So if I can go and fornicate and get a child, that would be very nice. I just fornicate, I get the child, I come back into the church. You see, it's a bit, it's a trap. You will still get that child and you will be happy. Because there are others who are raped and they get children. Others commit incest and they get children. So, having a child will not necessarily make you happy. In fact, it may compound your problems. So, the devil comes with a, with a need. Oh, don't you think you need a husband? Yeah, then it's okay. I'm going to marry an unbeliever. After that, I'll convert him. It's a need. You see, you cannot resist the devil if you cannot handle care. So, Jesus Christ fasts for 40 days and 40 nights. After that, the devil comes to him. And what was the first thing? Command the stone to become bread. Because at that time, the man is hungry and the man needs food. So the devil is using the food as a care. Anybody who does not know how to cast your cares upon him can never resist the devil. You cannot resist him. So, something comes to you and it's like, you need promotion. You need promotion. In your place of work, you have to be promoted. There are others who are using ways and means to be promoted. So you too, you know what? If you can go just commit some adultery, just go and fall into sin, you also get promoted. If you can go here, you get some juju, get some talisman, tie it to your waist, tie it to your neck, you are also going to get promoted. If you can contact this voodoo and you can contact that, that, that magician, you will get a promotion. So the cares of this world can take you into all kinds of things. If you can pass here, you will get a visa. If you can do this, your papers will be sorted out. If you can do this, it's the cares of this world. Sometimes it's also, I'll get to that one. But let me just stay on the, on the cares. You just need money. You, you, you need to have a house. And the devil will tell you all you need is a house. And now all of a sudden, a man comes around and says, I'll buy you the house. A 
a woman comes, I'll buy you the house. If only you can do this. So the devil shows Jesus the glories of the world. And he said, if you can bow down to me, I will give you all these things. Because all these are delivered unto me. And you find the Christians and they just break down completely. But he said, whom resist steadfast in their faith. He didn't say resist steadfast in faith. He said resist steadfast in the faith. The faith is different from faith. Faith is when you believe in God to do the impossible. The faith is the body of beliefs that you have as a Christian, as a believer. That you are a Christian, you are a believer, and there is a way you live your life. This is your quality of life. This is your belief. This is what you believe. Now, your belief in the faith is that when he died on the cross, he became poor that you might be rich. He became sin that you might be the, right, the righteousness of God in Christ. He was cursed on the tree so that you will be blessed. That is your faith. Any other means by which a blessing will come, you don't want that blessing because God has prescribed the means and the way by which you should be blessed. And that is the finished work of Jesus Christ on the cross of Calvary. So there is nothing else that can bring you a blessing apart from this. Whom resist steadfast in the faith. Knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. But the God of all graves who has called us unto eternal glory by Jesus Christ. After that you have suffered a while. Everybody say after that you have suffered a while. Come on, shout that thing because it has a meaning. Come on, say it again. Say it the last time. Now, tell somebody sitting by you, God has promised you something. You will suffer a while. It's one of the promises. You will suffer. You suffer. I mean, you, mean, you, you, you mean Christians who don't want to suffer at all. Yet the Savior who they serve, Jesus Christ who came to die and save them, he suffered. So the Bible said, after you have suffered a while, will make you perfect, establish you, strengthen you, and settle you. After you have been made, after you have suffered a while, he will now make you perfect, establish you, strengthen you, and settle you. And this settlement here, is spiritual settlement. I don't think it's physical settlement. Spiritual settlement is when you get to the place in life where no matter what is happening around you, you are peace. You are peace. So Jesus is living and going into heaven and he said, my peace I give unto you. Look at the verse number 11 of this scripture. Verse 11. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. I pray that by the end of 2022, the whole of Fountain Gate Chapel, the whole of Desert Pastures, K-I-A-N-E-M, we will say, to him be glory and dominion forever and ever because he has established us and he has settled us. So Obadiah said that upon Mount Zion shall be deliverance and there shall be holiness and the house of Jacob shall possess their possessions. I see these people settled on Mount Zion and the reason they are settled 
is that they are settled there and they are settled in love. There, there cannot be settlement without the love of God. There, there cannot be settlement without the love of God. Paul is writing to the Hebrews and he says something. He said, let brotherly love continue. Let brotherly love continue. Brotherly love. Let brotherly love continue. Be not forgetful to entertain strangers. For thereby some have entertained angels unawares. Verse number three. Remember them that are in bonds as bound with them. And them which suffer adversity as being yourselves also in the body. And verse number four. Marriage is honorable in all. And the bed is undefiled. But homongers and adulterers, God will judge. Verse number five. Let your conversation be without covetousness and be content with such things as you have. For he has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Verse number six. So that we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper and I will not fear what man shall do unto me. Remember them which have ruled over you, who have spoken unto you the word of God, whose faith follow, considering the end of their conversation. Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. Then he said, be not carried away with diverse doctrines. Be not carried away with diverse and strange doctrines. For it is good that a thing, it is good that the heart be established with grace. Not with meats, which have not profited them that have been occupied therein. So, he's talking about walking in brotherly love. That we should walk in love. That is the way we get settled. Fountain Gate Chapel, EAM, Desert Passiers, KIE. We teach the love revolution. And I tell people, the love revolution is not a slogan. It's a life we are supposed to live. You, you see the way Christians struggle just to walk in love. I know walking in love is a very difficult thing because many times you have to love the unlovable and, and reach the unreachable and touch the untouchable but that is what love is all about lift up your hands to him thank you jesus look at me put your hands down look at me i didn't see an open vision there are times god will open your eyes you see something i didn't see that but my spirit man perceived Jesus. That my spirit man saw Jesus beaten up, broken up, torn apart. Broken, torn apart. They lashed his back, hit his head, tore him apart, and he was bleeding. They crucified him, nailed him to the cross. That is the way he died. They tore him into pieces. They tore him into shreds. And the reason he died was to give us one body. One body. So anytime you are in a church and the church is divided, you have crucified him afresh. The same way the Roman soldiers and the enemy tore his body, that is the way you are tearing him up. And if you are in a family and it's a marriage and you are broken up and torn apart, you are breaking him up in pieces. Any group of people that are not walking in love, they are crucifying Christ afresh. 
Some time ago you were enlightened. And you tasted of the heavenly gift. And were partakers of the Holy Ghost. And have tasted of the good word of God. And of the powers of the world to come. If they shall fall away. So in your ministry, in your church, you are falling away. In your fellowship of Christians, you are falling away. In your fellowship as ministers, you are falling away. In your marriage or your family, you are falling away. You are tearing apart. You are leaving the faith and what the faith says. Because when it comes to marriage, it says marriage is honorable in all and the bed is undefiled. That means that even your marriage is part of your faith. You are falling apart. And he said, if they shall fall away, to renew them again unto repentance. And the reason people will not walk in love and the people will not flow in love. And they will tear the churches up and tear the marriages up and tear the fellowships up and tear the body of believers up. Is because their hearts are so hardened. They cannot be renewed in repentance. And what are they doing? They are crucifying to themselves the son of God afresh and watch this and they put him to an open shame your life is disgracing Jesus Christ your life is embarrassing him division fighting wars in families churches fellowships of believers embarrasses Jesus Christ because you know what he died so that he can have one body, but now you are living a life that is torn apart. We are talking about settlement, and the Bible said, Behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together. And he said, In unity. Today we have so many tenants that are staying in houses, but they are not together. So many people that are going into churches and they, 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 they fellowship, but they are not together. Pray, Father, fill my heart with your love. Take this bitterness and anger out of me. Let me go back to what I used to be. Sanctified child of God. Sweet child of God. Remove animosity from my spirit, soul, and my body. Parasuski Messiah. In the name of Jesus, somebody pray. In the name of Jesus. 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 Father, I pray for the healing of the body. I pray for the healing of the mind. I pray for the healing of the spirit. I pray for the healing of the soul. We fasted together, a corporate fast, eternal Father, because we want to be one people. And I pray in the name of Jesus that you will make us one people. In Fountain Gate Chapel, in Desert Pastures, E-A-M-K-I-A. We pray in Jesus' name that through reposition, we will reposition our hearts. We will reposition our souls. We will reposition our spirits. In the name of Jesus Christ, touch our lives, O God, in the name of Jesus. Bind us together, make us one. 
Kalaporostis Kimisaya, Libabanda Rabosinimitai, Likabashantai. Lift up your hands. Father, we pray in the name of Jesus. Let there be healing, let there be deliverance. Give us testimonies. Father, we pray in Jesus' name. Bind us together. Make us one body, one group of people in the name of Jesus. United in you, anchored in you, in the mighty name of Jesus. Give us the joy of being together. The peace of being together. Unite our businesses, our institutions, our families, our ministries. Let the love revolution be real in our midst. We ask in the name of Jesus that we will dwell together in unity as a ministry globally, universally, in-house, in our homes and our families. Somebody pray in Jesus' name that in the year of settlement, I commit myself to walk in love, but not in hatred. I commit myself to walk in love. Can somebody pray in Jesus' name that in the year of settlement, you will walk in love? God has given you a family. Can you promise God that between now and the end of the year, you will keep that family? God forbid that your marriage should end up in a divorce. God forbid that your church should end up with breakaways and, and church splits everywhere. God forbid that your ministry should fall apart and your business should fall apart. May the spirit of love come into that, 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 that ministry, that business, that family. I pray in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, give us spiritual settlement that will be grounded in the faith and settled in the name of Jesus that the curse of this world and well mentality will not tear our families apart and our businesses apart in the name of Jesus can I hear you pray you may be seated while you are praying lift up your hands say this after me heavenly father in the name of Jesus I commit myself to spiritual settlement I ask in Jesus name settle me spiritually let me be fruitful multiply increase my coast and large, I fulfill the plan of God for my life in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, clap your hands. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I believe you've been blessed by this message. For further information, please visit www.eastwoodanaba.com. God bless you richly.